Hey everybody, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Nerds Vaginas podcast. I don't have anything funny to say right now, so I'll insert something later. So everybody shut the fuck up and let's play my theme music. I probably won't insert something later. <laughs> Hit it. So this week I went to go see Roger Waters, who is one of the co-founders of Pink Floyd in concert. And he had a concert about 10 years ago that I, I really wanted to go to, but I am very opposed to his political views, which you're allowed to have your own political views. That's fine. But he's very outspoken about his, and I just don't agree with a lot of them. So it made me not want to go to his concert like 10, 11 years ago. For the last 11 years, I have been so bummed out like the back of my head that I never got to see him in concert because I do love his music. I realized you can like the art and not like the artist. That's totally acceptable. I found out he was in concert two years ago and then it got canceled for COVID. So I got tickets again and I, I regret nothing. It was an amazing show. I had so much fun. I was so fucking high for the concert. I took THC pills, like these little capsules, about three hours before. So right as the show started, I it was it was game time. And just huge grin on my face. I was just so happy and thrilled to be there. I'm not saying you need to go get high to enjoy concerts, but it made me fucking enjoy the concert. It was it was really fun. I had a really good time. I, I kind of dragged my dad along. I couldn't find anybody to go with me. And a lot of my friends are all, the ones who I would bring just all had babies. I can't ask you to the concert when your nipples need to be attached to a baby right now. So I dragged my dad because he knows the music. He had a good time. I asked him. He said Roger put on one hell of a show. He did. I We both didn't know what to expect. The opening uh for his concert i recorded and i'm gonna share it with you guys it's not any of his music this is what made me laugh and so i'm glad i recorded it because it just you'll see the show is about to begin before it does two public announcements firstly out of consideration for your fellow patrons please turn off your cell phones and secondly, if you're one of those, I love Pink Floyd, but I can't stand Roger's politics, people. I'm not too well to fuck off to the bar. If you cannot understand what he said because of my obnoxious cackle of laugh, my bad. He just made me laugh really hard because what he said was what was bothering me and I guess it bothered a lot of other people too. He's just really outspoken and he does seem to care. So if you couldn't hear what he said, he basically was saying, if you're one of those I love Pink Floyd, but I can't stand Roger's politics people, you might as do well to fuck off to the bar right now. And that's that's what made me laugh and it made an entire audience laugh. During intermission, I went to the bathroom and I don't know how I got so lucky with my seats that they were right by the bathroom. So I felt that was just a little bit of fate. Was it really? No. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm distracted with this now. Fuck. Focus. Focus, girl. 
Uh, no. So I went to the bathroom and <laughs> shit. Sorry, it's a boy like texting me, so now I'm all blushing. Okay, I'm not gonna respond back. Let him work and wait a little bit. No. <laughs> Update. I texted him back. Uh, bathroom. Okay, so intermission, I went to the bathroom and I walked in and nobody was in there. So I started recording for Instagram, for like an Instagram story and was so excited. Like I thought I was the only one in there, but <laughs> let's play my clip. My dumb ass thought I was in there by myself and I was just filming because it looked empty, but nope, somebody was in the stall. She was a good sport about it. Uh, but we were both really excited that we were the only ones in there. I, I pee constantly, guys. I cannot hold my bladder. I don't have any issues. I, I went and made sure and I got my lady bits checked out. I'm all good. You guys should get your private bits all checked out and make sure you're all safe. But I'm healthy. I just can't hold my bladder, so I just pee constantly. My triplet sister refuses to go on car trips with me. I refuse to go with her because she will not stop to let me go pee only during gas breaks. And I was like, no, you can't do that. Just pull over to the side and I will pee on the side of the road. And she's like, no, we don't do any stops. So we, we both were like, we're never taking road trips together. And I have not taken a road trip with this woman. You think she would be accommodating and just let me fucking pee. What a butthead. She's not gonna listen to this. She doesn't care. She did find out that I do record. She didn't find out. She's like, I'm just guessing that there are more recordings that you have taken. And I kind of smiled. She just hates her voice and that's why she doesn't like it on here. And I was like, you're, you're funny, you're honest. And so anyways. <laughs> bathroom stuff. Whenever I'm at a concert or like a venue, I need to know where the bathrooms are. You you will never see anyone move faster than me going to the bathroom during an intermission. Just fucking bolts because I need to make sure I get there first before anybody else because I do not like waiting in line. If going to the bathroom during intermission was an Olympic sport, I can 100% tell you I would get gold. Like, this doesn't need to be a team sport. doesn't need to be a relay race. Just me going to the bathroom. Gold. I would be Usain Bolt of that sport. <laughs> so that's my bathroom story. I have so many bathroom stories. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why do I have so many bathroom stories? When my dad was doing his Broadway show, I got to go to eight shows and we would get there early and... I made it a mission to be able to pee in all of the stalls. I would pee before the show, intermission, and after the show. And I'd be there eight shows and there were 40 stalls. I don't know if I made it because I kept getting high and forgetting where I left off, but that was my bathroom game. I don't know why I shared that with you guys. Now I'm kind of embarrassed, but I have a lot of those videos of me just taking videos in the bathroom, being really excited that that was the only one in there. Like I would put angelic music in the back and just be like, this is my dream. <laughs>
bathroom lines for women are always crazy, crazy long. I just have dreams of empty bathrooms. <laughs> That's a weird thing to confess. Anyways, the next recording is me chatting. I'm having dinner with my dad and my triplet sister. And we're listening to music and... I'm not going to spoil it. Whatever. If you can't understand what we're saying, please head to YouTube where there are captions. Enjoy this clip of Pappy and my triplet sister. Just being nerds. Are we listening to Star Wars during dinner time? Yeah, why? I just... just... I was cooking. You know, I turned into a random number. I approve. Are you reading at the dinner table? Yes. You know, John Williams passing, that's a major loss. Don't say that! Don't what the fuck! What the hell, John? That was... Well, we took offense to that. I'm just saying that would be a major loss. How dare you? As close to a genius as, you know. You could hear in my triplet sister and my voice how offended and upset we were when my dad said, when John Williams passes, it's going to be very upsetting. We were just like, what the fuck? Why would you say something like that? Take it back. Take it back. And we're just being nerds. I don't know how many other families listen to John Williams when they're eating dinner. On the last podcast, I was going to talk about how my dad and I were going to watch Sunset Boulevard and then talk about it. But I want to finish the book before I watch the movie. I'm only like halfway through the book. I'm a slow reader. Then I went and worked on the Patreon. I was working on the Patreon instead of reading. Anyways, if you guys want to go check out the Patreon, that would mean the world to me. I just post memes and other things that I know for sure would get me kicked off of Facebook. Some of them are dirty. Some of them are just dark humor. It's it's fun over there. And then on each tier, you have different things. If you spend $100, which I'm not expecting you to, but if you do, you get some pussy hair from my co-host Lucille Florball. <laughs> I was trying to think of weird incentives and stuff. Comment below if you have any like ideas or message me if you have anything funny for the tears besides like stickers and stuff and I need to start doing mugs. I need to get my shit together and like make things better. A lot of people have been saying we're just here to support you but I would like to I would like to put effort into supporting you guys back for supporting me. <laughs> Here's a new segment that I'm going to start having when I review movies. So it's going to be Nerds of Vagina's movie review section. So do, 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 do. It's my movie time segment. I, I needed to have theme music. I felt like that was really important. I'll fix my theme music. I'll find something better. But for now, that is where we're going to put in there. This week, I reviewed Movie Blonde. And I, I, I don't know how to give things on like a four star or like ABC rating or whatever. But... I would definitely give this like a D. It's just, it was too artsy. It just wasn't what I wanted. It got like, what, 14 minute standing ovation at Venice Film Festival. And I am pretty sure I know the reason why it got that standing ovation. There was about a 20 minute threesome scene. Okay, it wasn't 20 minutes. It felt like 20 minutes. It was probably like two minutes max, maybe three. But <laughs> I knew there was going to be sexual activity, obviously, Marilyn Monroe, but I so wasn't ready for this threesome with Marilyn Monroe, Edward G. Robinson Jr., and Charlie Chaplin Jr. 
And I have read a bunch of Marilyn Monroe books because she's a fascinating, fascinating as fuck woman. She is. And I, I don't remember her ever having a threesome with Edward G. Robinson and Charlie Chaplin. If like she would have a threesome, I feel like it'd be like more with Frank Sinatra or JFK. Like that would be more plausible than with these two guys. I've read on Wikipedia that Charlie Chaplin Jr. wrote in a book that he had an affair with Marilyn Monroe, but I feel like everybody in Hollywood did. I don't think she had a whole lot of self-confidence and felt like that was the way to get love was through sex. I was kind of like excited to watch this movie. The movie is based off a book and some of it's fiction and some of it's history and some of it's just all fucking bullshit like this threesome. And the, the acting was fine. It wasn't that that bothered me. It was just we're exploiting this woman how many times over and over again. And we know she had a rough life, but there's a scene with JFK and her and you're waiting for her to, to get to JFK. She's just kind of giving him head. And so the camera is just with her and we're just bobbing up and down, up and down as she sucks JFK's dick. And she's thinking, how did I get here? And just and I'm thinking, how the fuck did I get here in this movie? Like, what the fuck did I watch? I didn't know what to expect. I've never watched any of the director-writer's movies before. I've never seen a Marilyn Monroe picture. Like, uh, The character for Joe DiMaggio came on. It was Bobby Carr's... Blah, blah, blah. I can't remember his last name. I thought he was a reporter. I didn't realize he was playing Joe DiMaggio. I was like, oh, okay. The book apparently was 700 pages. And I don't really like to read books that are just kind of fiction history. They recreated certain things, certain like gentlemen before blondes, and then some like it hot. But then there's this one scene where she's watching one of her movies and her and two other guys are all masturbating and fingering her in the movie theater. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? I just, I don't know. I'm sure that didn't bother other people. I'm sure other people were like, Wow, Marilyn Monroe masturbating. This is brilliant artwork. What what bothers me the most is how did the theater during the scene, there was a bunch of people. How did nobody notice that she wasn't being finger blasted? Why are we showing this? What does this show us that she's just being fingered or they're all masturbating and horny during watching one of her films and nobody's noticing? I would pretty sure notice. I just don't think I'll ever watch this movie again. I've had to pause multiple times to take bonk hits. And it wasn't because of like the abuse or the sexual, like she was for sure sexually abused. I think they took a rape scene out. I, I don't really know. I was reading about things and I just had to keep stopping because I was just like, where are we going in this movie? And then when she does die, spoiler alert, there's like five minutes of just kind of sitting there watching her dead in the bed. Like you see her arm and you're just sitting there watching it. I'm just like, what the fuck? Honestly, I, I need to go back to the threesome because it it really bothered me. I, I understand why it was almost rated NC-17 or is because it just felt like a Marilyn Monroe fan porno. I'm just so upset with this threesome that was so artsy and I don't know. I don't mean to be like so upset and passionate about this, but I am upset. I mean, Marilyn Monroe, she's not a great actress, but she has done good things in her life. Like, on the top of my head, I can think of one example. There's this amazing black singer named Ella Fitzgerald. And at the time, she was not able to go into certain clubs because people are racist as fuck. 
and didn't allow black people in because they're fucking assholes. Anyways, uh, found out that Ella Fitzgerald wasn't able to play at certain clubs. Marilyn was upset about this. So she called up this one club who didn't allow her to play and said, if you book Ella Fitzgerald, I will be there every night front row. And she did. She used her, her status for good. How come we don't show stuff like that? How can we just focus on her being a sex symbol and just fucking the president? I, I, I'm sure other people were really going to enjoy this. I, I would love to hear what other people, if other people enjoyed it and their thoughts. I just did not enjoy it at all. You know what? I did enjoy one thing in the movie. In a scene of Marilyn's house. And I'm going to post it on the Council of Elrond too because it cracks me the fuck up. But me and her have the same fucking childhood furniture. And I showed my dad. And I was like, does this look familiar? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we still have that. That's that's in your sister's old room. I know. We've had this piece of furniture since the early 90s. So obviously it's not from the 50s. It's wicked furniture. It's ugly as fuck. But my parents love it. Still have it. So that was the only thing that I enjoyed in the movie. That's sad. <laughs> we shared the same piece of furniture. And that's not even the movie. That's just um, sat deck doing all this so shout out to sack decorations you got good taste approval from my dad <laughs> how many more movies do we really need to make about Marilyn? you know what movie i am excited for let's talk about a movie i'm excited for i am really excited for gal gadot to play hedy lamar i am a big hedy lamar fan her history is so fucking good and then there's a book that she wrote ecstasy in me that I think she said she was like wrote part of it for money. So some of it was bullshit. I don't know. But she's a fascinating woman. She invented Bluetooth. She had instead of an art room, she had an inventing room in her house. And now Gal Gadot is going to play her in a film. And I'm really excited because two beautiful Jewish women who are both amazing. I remember reading about Hetty from her book, Ecstasy Me, and then she said she didn't like it because a lot of it wasn't true. I got a bunch of other books and started reading about her and how she was married to a manufacturer arms dealer or something, but her first husband was a huge Nazi sympathizer and he was uber rich. They would have like these grand parties and I remember reading that Hitler would actually show up to their parties. They were way up in the Nazi world. She had to escape I think hiding as a maid or something and then made her way through a brothel and then like he came looking through in the brothel. I can't remember, but you definitely check out her Wikipedia because she's a fascinating as fuck woman. She did invent things more than just Bluetooth and GPS. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but what I do remember is that when she tried to show the army her inventions, the army turned down her inventions and said she would do better selling war bonds and using her pretty face than using her brain to help with the war. What the fuck? I just thought it was so cool that she has an inventing room. And I wanted her to have a good sense of humor, but after reading about her not liking Blazing Saddles because they used her name too similar and threatened to sue. If you don't know, one of the characters in Mel Brooks's Blazing Saddles is named Hedley Lamar and her name is Hetty. And she was upset that it was too close. And they do make jokes about it in the movie. Oh shit, I found Mel Brooks talking about the whole Headley situation. So I taped it 
and I'm putting it on here. So here's what he had to say about the situation. And it's, it's quite interesting. I was going to call him Simon Lamar. Lamar being a smooth bad guy. Then I said, Lamar, Lamar. I'll call him Hetty Lamar. I can't call him Hetty. Headley. It was ama amazing. <laughs> From the first minute that the great, funny Harvey Corman was Hedley Lamar, it just worked in every scene. I, as the governor, called him Hedley Lamar, and he said, Governor, it's Hedley, Hedley. And I said, What are you worried about? This movie's taking place in 1874. If she makes a fuss, you can sue her. And what happened? And what happened? She actually sued us for using Hedley Lamar too close to Hetty. And they said, this is ridiculous. We'll go to court. We'll fight it. I said, no, she's beautiful. See if you can get a meeting. I read something about, you know, department store and an embarrassment. But give it within reason. Pay her. Give her whatever she needs, you know, because she's given us so much wonderful cinematic pleasure for 40 years. You know, I, I think it's incumbent upon us to salute her and so, you know, any way, any way we can, you know, and, and send her my love and, you know, and uh, tell her where I live. I love how much Mel Brooks cared. And... Okay, guys, I'm going to end the podcast. Thanks for listening to me to complain and listening to my recordings. And I feel like overall what I really learned is that I'm just really thankful that I didn't watch Blonde with my parents. I don't think I would have been able to sit through a threesome and then look at my parents and be like, so you guys enjoy Marilyn Monroe getting nailed in this threesome? Good stuff, right? <laughs> oh my god. Awkward cringe. Love you guys. Have a good weekend and thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe, whatever all those podcast influencers and buttholes on YouTube say. And thank you for supporting me. Bye guys.